And we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to takesbyfans.com slash watch. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So, However you want to watch or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways. Alrighty, today's a big, huge Saturday, folks. New York, welcome, baby! Woo, woo, woo! Mobile sports betting officially legal in New York, folks. What we got? Uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, all good to go. Some free bets, some free money handed out today by all those sports books to celebrate the legality and the functionality uh, and the availability to bet from your home, from your smartphone. Man, oh man, the time has come and we've got a golden (laughs) golden era back in the big apple, folks. How great is that? Uh, So today on the show, We're going to be walking through week 18, folks, picking, predicting all the winners straight up of the matchups this week, setting what we believe will be the final playoff picture, and we will walk through that playoff picture to see who we believe is going to be Super Bowl champions heading into week 18 and how our prediction changed from the last time we did it when we were walking through week 17 and 18 and seeing if we can crown a new Super Bowl champion depending based on the matchups that we have through the playoffs. So we'll talk all that through Um, and then we've got to talk and break down the NBA. We hit our bet last night in the NBA. We had one bet going. 76ers minus 7.5. Easy peasy. That hit all day. So, you know, we hit yesterday. We just proved ourselves. New York, I know you got some free money in that account, in your DraftKings account, FanDuel account, Caesars account. I know y'all downloaded all three of them and got all those bonuses, folks. So maybe you want to, you know, listen a little bit more closely today about all the information and what we are betting and what we're kind of talking up. Maybe. Maybe, maybe you want to listen a little bit closer because I know you got a lot of free money to play with. Are you kind of picking up what I'm putting down? Maybe you're like, oh, they do know what they're talking about. They did just hit last night. We've got NBA. We've got NFL on tonight. So maybe just pay a little bit closer of attention to today's show. Yeah? Yeah? All righty. So let's kick it off here. We're not going to set a timer today in the NBA. We've got some time in the show. So we're going to go as long as we want here in the NBA, folks, to celebrate and truly find where that great value is so all of these New Yorkers can hit the ground running, hit the ground running and all that free money. Because that's what you do, right? You take the free money, you build it up, build it up, build it up into thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars and then you cash out and then you're done and then you're good and set for life. Isn't that what we're all just trying to do? Well, we've got some free money to start that big old million dollar journey. Yeah. So let's see if we can get out to that great foot, but we have to find the value. So we're going to spend as much time as we need finding that NBA fan value. Let's get off to that good start. 
Alrighty, so let's uh, kick it off with our NBA Daily 10 with no time limit today. Oof, no restrictions, no strings holding me back. Love it. Alrighty, so let's start in the NBA. Tons of games on last night. And like we said, we had one bet going, and this is the game. Let's start with the game that we hit on last night. 76ers get the win. We bet them minus 7.5. This 76ers team is back to blowing out teams, especially teams that are not very good, like the San Antonio Spurs aren't very good. So, easy bet last night. 76ers minus 7.5, and they win by 19, folks. Woof. They win. 119 100 over the Spurs last night. Who got it done for the 76ers? Obviously, the usual suspects. Uh, Joel Embiid, 31 points, 7 assists, 12 rebounds. Classic Joel Embiid game. We have Seth Curry and Furk and Korkmaz at the 1 and 2. Remember, no Tyrese Maxey, but we still felt good about betting the 76ers because we knew Seth Curry can still get it done, and that's exactly what he did last night. 23 huge-ass points, 7 assists, 7 rebounds, 3 of 8 from the 3, 55% shooting on 18 shots, a plus 30 on the floor. Floor, the highest plus minus on the 76ers team. Woo! Seth Curry is back, folks, to his early first three weeks of the season form. And this 76ers team is the best that they have been since that kind of initial three, four week stretch that they started the season on. We get Furk and Korkmaz. A little bit of a lackluster night. Not efficient at all. 7 points, 5 rebounds on 27% shooting on 11 shots. 1 of 6 from the 3. Yikes. But Tobias Harris got it done. 23 big old points, 5 assists, 7 rebounds. And then Matisse Dybul at the 3, filling in at the starting role for Danny Green because Danny Green's coming off the bench, and y'all know we love that. Matisse Dybul, 12 points, shot 5 of 5. Yes, sir. Getting it done. And then the bench, folks. Nothing great off the bench. Georgie Niang, only five points. Danny Green coming off the bench, only six points. But huge production here by the starters, able to get it done. And then for the Spurs, uh, DeJounte Murray did his thing, 27 points, 9 assists, and we know DeJounte Murray is very, very good, probably the best player that they have on this Spurs team, just unfortunate, you need at least two to compete and three to really win, and they've only got one, and really, that's really it, nobody even close to a really second superstar here. We had Bryn Forbes in the starting lineup, and we do like Bryn Forbes from the Bucks last season, but, you know, he's just, he can't get it done himself, you know, he's not the superstar that you can truly rely on to be like, hey, we need two more superstars. Who do we bring in? Nobody's saying, oh, Bryn Forbes is that guy. And it's unfortunate. He's a little streaky and was very uh, not great in that kind of streaky up and down kind of field. Uh, Brent, Brent Forbes only seven points on one of seven from the three, 21% on 14 shots. He took the second highest shots of the squad last night. Ugh, not great. So just nothing great all over this Spurs team. DeJounte Murray trying his damnedest, but just not enough. 76ers get the dominant 119-100 win. Alrighty, next up right here, we get the Bucks at the Nets, and the Bucks get the win, 121-109 to 109 over the Nets, and once again, just this Nets team, they are truly missing that third superstar. We thought Patty Mills could fill in as that kind of number three superstar with Kyrie Irving out because this was a home game, but Patty Mills has just been inconsistent. He's had some great games, which, you know, we 
started to buy into him, but he has not been consistent here. Petty Mills last night, three points, three points. Literally every other player that played for the Nets last night scored like more points than him besides one, and that was DeAndre Bembry who took no shots. So, I mean, so Patty Mills, three points on eight shots. Man, oh, man. Uh, we had James Harden, 16 points, seven assists, nine rebounds. Classic James Harden game. And then Kevin Durant, 29 points, seven assists, nine rebounds. Nicholas Claxton uh, playing the five here, 14 points, six rebounds, just not enough to get it done. And then for the Bucks, yes, sir. Uh, no guards, really. Not having Drew Holiday or Grayson Allen. So we have Wesley Matthews and Jordan Nora filling in at the one and the two. And Wesley Matthews at the one, 12.7 rebounds. And Jordan Nora, 13 points, uh, two rebounds. So not terrible overall. Uh, we let Giannis do his thing. 31 points, nine assists, seven rebounds. Bobby Portis getting it down low, 25 points, 12 rebounds. And then Chris Middleton, another solid performance, which we definitely needed from him uh, because they were kind of a little light-handed last night. Chris Middleton, 20 points, 5 assists, and 6 rebounds, getting it done. So, Bucks get the win, 121-109 over the Nets. And man, oh man, this Nets team, folks, ooh, just not great overall. Where are they currently in the standings? They have just been losing and not looking great. And even with Kyrie Irving back, you know, uh, they're still the second seed in the West in the Eastern Conference, 24-13. and 13. Bucks have the same, uh, have a little bit of a less winning percentage overall, um, but do have two more wins, two more losses as well, though. So, Bucks just about uh, half a game back from that number two seed in the West Eastern Conference, Jesus Louise. Uh, but uh, yeah, this Nets team, folks, is just, ugh, it's Kevin Ryan and James Harden, which is great, but they've got really nothing else besides those two. So, uh, the Bucks get it done 121 to 109. Alrighty, next game up here, Jazz at the Raptors, and we saw all those players being out for the Jazz, so we stayed truly away from this game, but the Raptors take care of business and get it done. Fred Van Vliet again, triple-double with 37 points. Man, oh man, Fred Van Vliet, folks. Did we vote for this man? I, I, don't, I don't know if we voted for this man in our All-Star selection that we did yesterday, but Fred Van Vliet definitely deserves a little bit of a nod for an All-Star appearance, folks. Throw that man a few votes he definitely deserves it 37 points 10 assists 10 rebounds he's just been so consistent for this Raptors team and you gotta love it Gary Trent Jr. 10 points OG Ananubi at the 5 22 points 4 rebounds Siakam back at the 4 17 points 5 assists 5 rebounds and then Scotty Barnes still getting it done at the 3 folks 11 points 9 rebounds 6 assists and then we have Chris Boucher off the bench 13 points and 5 rebounds all right, for the Jazz, everybody out last night. So this was their starting lineup that they went with. Jared Butler at the one, Trent Foster at the two, or Trent Forrest at the two, Elijah Hughes at the three, Eric Poschel at the four, and Hassan Whiteside at the five. But uh, Eric Poschel truly got it done last night. 29 points, fantastic. Elijah Hughes got it done as well. 26 points, four assists, eight rebounds. And even Jared Butler at the one had a really solid performance. 17 points, four assists, three rebounds. But... Uh, Going against this Raptors team with Fred Van Vliet on absolute 
fire as of recent. A little bit on his LeBron James. Do we dare compare Fred VanVleet to LeBron James? Third, multiple 30-plus point games, all in kind of back-to-back -back stretches, flirting or actually getting the triple-double on a nightly basis. I mean, I don't think it's that out of the realm of kind of thinking to say that Fred VanVleet kind of going a little LBJ-ish. That's all I'm saying. So give Fred VanVleet some gosh damn credit and some gosh damn love. Raptors with another win, 122 to 108. All right, next one up here. Wizards at the Bulls, and the Bulls get the win here, 130 to 122. Wizards were competitive. Kyle Kuzma with 21 points and 11 rebounds. Not bad. Still a minus 12 on the floor, but Bradley Beal, 26.6 assists. He was a minus 18, so we can't knock Kyle Kuzma too bad in this game. He still had a really solid performance overall. Bradley Beal did his thing, 26 points, and then they just kind of, uh, you know, just came up a little bit short. They put up 122 points, which is great. I mean, if you put up 122 points, you should be expecting to win the game. So, just unfortunate, the defensive aspect for the Wizards just was not at its uh, peak last night. And that's kind of what we get with this Wizards team. Kyle Kuzma, pretty solid offensively, but when we see this Wizards team lose, they lose on really the defensive side of the ball. Kyle Kuzma always was a solid kind of 22 plus point performances but then always kind of big negative in the plus minus so definitely got to clean up this defense here for this Wizards team uh, we had Spencer Dinwiddie for the Wizards, 18 points and 4 assists. Uh, Daniel Gafford at the 5, 14 points, 8 rebounds. And then KCP, 14 points, 3 assists to round out the starter. So once again, scoring was pretty solid, but they did face, you know, the, one of the best teams in the league, the Chicago Bulls, at full strength. DeMar DeRozan, only 15 points last night, but he had 8 assists and 5 rebounds. Vucevic, 16 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 steals. Gotta love that. And then, then Zach Levine, 27 big old points. Lonzo Ball, 18 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. He shot 6 of 11 from 3. Uh, so a solid performance here by Lonzo Ball. We still like Kobe White. Kobe White coming off the bench, 21 points. Outscored Lonzo Ball on less shots. Way more efficient. Kobe White, a plus 7 in 31 minutes on the floor. Lonzo Ball, a minus 3. The only, the only starter in minus territory last night. Lonzo Ball and really the only player in minus territory besides the two players that played only a minute and five seconds and were a minus five on the floor during that minute of play. So once again, no, we're not knocking and disrespecting Lonzo Ball. We just think that this Bulls team doesn't need him and aren't really any better. I don't think this Bulls team is better or worse with Lonzo Ball on the floor over Kobe White. Now... <clears throat> You do have some nice depth here having both of these players, uh, obviously, you know, both playing 30-plus minutes, uh, so you do get that depth ability, depth ability with Lonzo Ball and Kobe White, but maybe if they're looking for a trade, I definitely would keep it on the table of the Bulls trading Lonzo Ball. I don't think that's a popular opinion, and I think I get a lot of pushback when I say that, but I, I, I mean, we see it. I mean, we see the great production that Kobe White gives us on a nightly basis running with the starters and we just don't want Lonzo Ball to think that he really uh, like you know he's taking 11 threes here I mean uh, all of his shots were threes but you know do we need Lonzo Ball taking 11 threes a game taking away shots from DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine we don't really need that so Kobe White being more efficient overall than Lonzo Ball 
while still getting some solid assisting numbers and able to facilitate the floor? I don't know, folks. We're just talking, just spitballing over here. But Lonzo Ball, he is kind of the most expendable ball. I guess that's how we should phrase it. Lonzo Ball is the most expendable out of kind of the big four that they currently have. That's how we'll leave it. All right. Uh, and then we went over the Wizards. So, Bulls get the win, 130-122. to 122. All righty, Mavericks at the Rockets. And all right, the Rockets are frauds. Like we know, that was not a good team. The seven-game winning streak was complete malarkey. We know this kind of for a fact now. Rockets getting blown out again over the Mavericks, 130-106. to 106. Man, oh, man. Uh, without Luka Doncic again. And um, that's why we didn't vote for Luka Doncic. You know, we posted that video when we made our all-star selections on YouTube yesterday. And, you know, I got a, I got a little a little slack for not saying Luka Doncic deserves to be an all-star. Well, the man has missed way too many games. I'm not going to put him in the all-star category if you're missing half the games this season. That's not all-star. No, thank you. Um, so, that's why we didn't have Luka Doncic, and they win without Luka Doncic. They win without Porzingis, so kind of crazy. Uh, great production by everybody, basically, last night for this Mavs team. So, here we go. Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, off the bench, 19.7 assists, 4 rebounds. Josh Green off the bench, 17 points, 5 rebounds at the 1. Jalen Brunson 15 points, 10 assists. Reggie Bullock at the 2, 15 points, 4 assists, 7 rebounds. Dwight Powell at the 5, 15 points, 5 rebounds. Maxi Kleber at the 4, 8 points, 11 rebounds, a plus 31 on the floor. And then Dorian Finney-Smith, 10 points, 3 assists, 3 rebounds. Everybody getting it done for the Mavericks last night. Truly great. And then for this Rockets team, Christian Wood, 20 points. He led the team in scoring because that's their best player. And when your best player's a big, that doesn't really result into anything that great. I mean, just look at the Nuggets. Yes, Jokic is absolutely great, folks. But this Nuggets team is currently 7th in the Western Conference. And they're 19-18. and 18. Nothing great because they've only got Jokic there on the floor because of all the unfortunate injuries um, for this Nuggets team this year. So the Rockets, they just don't have those pieces, those scores uh, at the guards, at the forwards. They've just got the good big, and that's really it. So Rockets get blown out 130-106. to 106. All right, next game up here, Timberwolves in the Thunder, and we should have taken this game. We should have swallowed all those points. What was, what did this line end up at? I want to say, uh, what was this? Uh, the Timberwolves like minus eight, minus nine, I believe. Let me quickly double check. We, we've got to start betting more on this Timberwolves team, folks. They're proving that they can get it done. They've proven it. So they really kind of are kind of green lit in our mind to bet on them convincingly, consistently swallowing some decent point totals. Um, and it does not update the odds. Score Mobile on their odds, they they got a good site, um, a good app. I definitely recommend Score Mobile, um, especially now that betting is legalized in New York mobily. Download Score Mobile, you know, look at the ins and outs and all that. They're usually pretty solidly up to date, and they tell you kind of the spreads and the betting trends and all that. Uh, but some games, some of the information isn't available on that. Uh, not a lot of the games. It's, it's really not that much. So once again, we are still endorsing you to... <laughs> Uh, download the score mobile uh, but uh, yeah they don't have the closing odds here I want to say it was around 
Timberwolves 8, 9, 10-ish. Uh, it didn't matter because they won by 30. So we've got the green flag, the green light of consistently betting on this Timberwolves team, folks. They get it done 135-105 over the Thunder last night on the road. The big three playing for this Timberwolves team. D'Angelo Russell at the 1, 27 points, 12 assists. Anthony Edwards playing the 2, 24 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. Carl Anthony Towns at the 5, 19 points, 5 assists, 8 rebounds, 3 blocks. Absolutely fantastic. So the big three got it done. And then to round out the starters, Jaden McDaniels at the four, nine points. And then Jared Vanderbilt, 11 points and 16 rebounds. And they got great bench production from Jalen Noel, 10 points, three assists. And Naz Reed, 17 points, five rebounds and only 20 minutes of play. So Timberwolves starting to get a little bit deep here. <clears throat> The uh, other role players besides the big three are coming in night in and night out, having some nice performances, um, nice offensive production, and this Timberwolves team, a nice 135-point performance. you got to love it. And then for the Thunder, they got Shea Gills Alexander, Lugans Dort, but are still losing games because everybody else is really not that great on this Thunder team, unfortunately. We get Shea Gills Alexander, 12.6 assists. He shot 36% on 11 shots. And Lugans Dort, 18 points. He shot 3 of 7 from the 3, a minus 29 on the floor. Uh, that was the second worst next to Josh Giddy, who was a minus 30 on the floor. 10 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds at the 2. So they just don't have that kind of number one. Shea Gills-Alexander is very, very good, but uh, you know he's not uh, that player that can single-handedly win you games by himself out there. So, <clears throat> unfortunate, this Thunder team, they need somebody else, but uh, uh, for the sake of Shea Gills-Alexander, I trade that man to a good team. Let that man flourish. So, Thunder get the big ol' win, 135-105. Alright, then we get the Kings and the Nuggets, and Jokic can get it done by himself against the bad teams like the Kings, so uh, Jokic did his thing, had his way with this Kings team all game last night, 33.7 assists, 10 rebounds for the man while shooting 65% on 20 shots, and 3 of 6 from the 3, you gotta love that. Uh, Aaron Gordon, once again, once again, why we don't love this Nuggets team against good teams, they don't have those scores. Aaron Gordon, 10 points on only 7 shots, offense is really not his game. Jamichael Green, 13 points, 9 rebounds. We have Monte Morris at the 1, 13 points and 4 assists, and Will Barton, 10 points, 6 assists. Uh, they had some nice bench production from Jeff Green, 18 points off the bench, and Bones Highland, 13 points off the bench in 15 minutes. So solid there. Helping, definitely helping this Nuggets team. They need all the offensive help that they can get. So the more the merrier coming off the bench here, the Nuggets get the win. And then for the Kings, De'Aaron Fox, 30 points, 5 assists, 7 rebounds. He had a really solid night last night. Just unfortunately, nobody else really stepped it up with him. Uh, we had Tyrese Halliburton, 14 points. We had Marvin Bagley, 12 points. And then Alex Len off the bench, 18 points, 10 rebounds. That was all good, but Buddy Heald floundering a little bit last night, 7 points on 2 of 7 from the 3. And then just nobody else, Davian Mitchell, 8 points, 3 assists coming off the bench, but on 25% shooting, just not that great so nobody else could really step it up with the Aaron Fox and that was the reason why they lost all right final two games here we go Hawks at the Lakers and LeBron folks LeBron putting on his best Fred Van Vliet impression yeah no uh man oh man this king does not age the ageless wonder year 19 and he's put up like 
10 straight 30 plus point games while flirting with triple doubles the entire time man oh man LeBron James leading by example year 19 no AD so he goes to the 5 nobody wants to play the 5 in today's NBA for some reason AD does whatever he can on a nightly basis to try and get out of the 5 uh we get um, who, who's the other one? Uh, yeah, uh, Porzingis. Porzingis hates the five, but you should be down at the five. Get down there, big fella. So nobody loves to play the five. And here we are, LeBron James, year 19, saying, hey, this is what we need for the squad. This is what we need to win. All right, let me play the five. I'll get down there. I'll be the beef down low, the big beef down low. All right, put the king down there. Put the old man down there at the five. So all these bigs that don't want to play the five, Get your giant ass, big, beefy ass down there. If the king can do it, you can do it. Get down there, get down low, and get it done. LeBron James last night, 32 points, 3 blocks, 4 steals, 9 assists, 8 rebounds. Sheesh, sheesh, sheesh. Stat sheet stuffing out here. You got to love it. And that we get Malik Monk, who once again, who we said real early on in the season, is going to be the make or break it player for this Lakers team. And here we get Malik Monk making it for the Lakers last night. 29 points, 2 steals, 3 assists, 4 rebounds, shooting 7 of 12 from 3, and 55% shooting on 20 shots from the field. Amazing right there. And then we get Russell Westbrook. <clears throat> Only 9 points, but 9, uh, nine points, 13 assists, 11 rebounds a plus 22 on the floor the highest plus minus margin on the floor for the Lakers last night so now we are classically in the classic Russell Wilson period when you take individual seasons every year looks the same by Russell Westbrook First couple of weeks, um, you know, a lot of turnovers. First couple of games, lots of turnovers still. You know, triple-double, he does that all the time. Uh, but nobody really puts a lot of emphasis on those turnovers because it's real early on in the season. And then we start to creep into uh, kind of the, the 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 phase two of the year where the first month is done and we're truly seeing how, you know, what these teams are made of early. And then, you know, that's when everybody starts to hate on Russell Westbrook because those turnovers are still glaring. And then we get him playing amazing play kind of in the middle, uh, kind of middle part of the season, moving ahead into the season. That's where we get Russell Westbrook <clears throat> playing great. Not really a lot of glaring turnovers, but, you know, he's also the biggest plus minus usually during this stretch of period of play that we're in at this current moment of the season with Russell Westbrook, folks. A plus 22 on the floor. Uh, you can say whatever you want. Takes all the bad shots, all the turnovers, but overall just positive production on the floor. Russell Westbrook is one of the best. Now, he's not clutch. You know, the turnovers still got to clutch it up a little bit. He turns the ball over mostly at the worst time. Shot selection, not great at kind of clutch time and all that. But overall, we, I, that's why we can't. We, I, I, I think I'm done. I, we fell a, into a little bit of knocking Russell Westbrook this season, but I'm done knocking him. I'm done. He's a great player. The, the energy and the the hundred percent, hundred and ten percent on literally every second that he's on the floor that he gives. I'm done knocking Russell Westbrook. I will not knock Russell Westbrook for the rest of my career, folks. For the rest of his career, I am done knocking Russell Westbrook. He is a, the life 
lifeblood of teams, folks. I don't care about the turnovers anymore. I don't care about the bad shot selection. Russell Westbrook overall is still a positive impact on the floor and a guy I want on my team done slandering, knocking Russell Westbrook. I'm done with it. Y'all can do it. I see y'all do it. Y'all y'all have it. Y'all have all the fun y'all want. I will not be knocking Russell Westbrook ever again. I'm over it. A plus 22 on the floor last night. Absolutely fantastic. And then we get Avery Bradley um, at the two, 21 big old points and six rebounds. Fantastic. Taylor Horton Tucker coming off the bench, 21 points. And Carmelo Anthony also off the bench, 17.7 rebounds. Fantastic. Everybody was getting it done for the Lakers last night. And then for the Hawks, man, oh man, ooh, not the greatest loss here for this Hawks team. A little bit of a blowout, a little bit. Um, and they had, you know, a lot of their good players last night. Trey Young, 25 points, 14 assists, 9 rebounds. Great night by Trey Young. Not efficient, 38% shooting at 21 shots. But overall, that was a pretty good stat line right there. Bogdan Bogdanovich at the 2, 15 points. Clint Capella down low, 9 points, 11 rebounds. And then we have John Collins, 21 points, 8 rebounds. Real good production from their bench from Kevin Herter, 16 points, 2 assists, 2 rebounds. Oniko Okongwu, 12 points, 7 rebounds. And Daniil Gallinari with 13 points, 5 rebounds. So Hawks had a pretty nice night offensively. Just unfortunately, the Lakers had a better night. The Lakers get the win, 134-118. to 118. And then the last game of the night, the Cavs at the Blazers. And the Blazers, oh my goodness, are really not good. Cavs get a nice 13-point win here, winning 114 to 101. Darius Garland, 26 points, six assists, fantastic. Jared Allen down low, 13 points, 13 rebounds. Laurie Markkanen, 15 points, five assists, and then Evan Mobley at the three, 18 big points, eight rebounds. Off the bench, C.D. Osmond, folks. Watch out for this kid. He's been so great for this Cavs team. A huge reason why they've been so good and consistent. C.D. Osmond off the bench. LeBron loved him when he went back to Cleveland. Unfortunately, couldn't take C.D. Osmond with him to L.A. But C.D. Osmond here uh, getting it done with this kind of new rejuvenated Cavs team that's fun to watch. How crazy is that to say? A Cavs team without LeBron is fun to watch. Man, oh, man. Uh, uh, if you said that at any other point over the last 20 years, folks, you'd be out of your mind. They'd put you in a mental hospital for saying that. But here they are back in, uh, obviously not better than ever because this team is still not better than any LeBron team that was there. Um, but they're really gosh dang good, folks. Shout out to Darius uh, Garland. Shout out to Jared Allen. Shout out big time to Kevin Love. Shout out, you know, not as big, but still real solid to C.D. Osmond. And then Rajon Rondo back. You know, he got traded to the Cavs, unfortunately. Uh, now playing here. 11 points, 3 assists, and 5 rebounds coming off the bench in 16 minutes. Not bad there. So we'll see what this Cavs team can do, folks. Real interesting. Uh, really would love to see them in the playoffs. I'm sure they make it here. The Eastern Conference isn't the greatest overall. It's okay. But the Cavs currently sitting at that 6th seed at 22-17. and 17. Real solid. So love this Cavs team, folks. Love it. And then this Blazers team without, you know, uh, CJ McCollum, without... Damian Lillard, Anthony Simon, still a solid performance, just not as good as his other ones have been. Uh, at the one for Anthony Simons, 14 points, seven assists, solid production. Uh, Norman Powell, 19 points. He led the team in scoring with 19 points. Nurchich down low, 14 points, 12 rebounds. And then we have Robert Covington, 17 points and eight rebounds. Just nothing else besides those, uh, you know, good scores that we just named those four great scores in the starting lineup. Um, so Blazers, man, man, oh man, just uh, not that big time 
time. They don't got that big-time lethal assassin anymore, and that was Damian Lillard's role over the last couple of years, but even Damian Lillard's Dame time has truly ran out, unfortunate. So, Blazers, another loss here. Got to blow it up. Uh, uh, Chauncey Billups, uh, unfortunately, did not seem like the best option of the hire at the head coaching position, unfortunately. But the Cavs get the win, 114-101. Alrighty, that was all the NBA from last night. Now let's head over to DraftKings here and see if there's any great value in tonight's NBA. Now, we still have NFL tipping off at 4.30 tonight that we can make a little bit of money on. We still have an official pick here of Chiefs minus 10.5 tonight. Uh, but let's see if we can do anything here in the NBA for all you New York NBA batters out there. Some solid, uh, what do we got, six games on tonight? Six games... On tonight, one tipping off at 3.40, so a little bit of an afternoon play. All right, folks, New Yorkers, listen up. We're about to find some great value tonight in the NBA, so here we go. First game up is the Grizzlies at the Clippers at 3.40, folks. Grizzlies minus 2.5, Clippers plus 2.5 here. Uh, real solid value. You know we love this Grizzlies team as of late. John Morant's been getting it done here, and this value is very tempting. Uh, I'm real interested to see why the value is like this. So let's see the ins and outs here. So here we go. Steven Adams is out for the Grizzlies. That's a huge reason why that big beef down low. Kyle Anderson, game time decision. John Morant, a game time decision. And Xavier Tillman, a game time decision. So, way too many uncertainties here for this Grizzlies team. And then for the Clippers, Paul George is still out. Luke Kennard is out. Zubak is a game time decision. Uh, do we have any concrete news on John Morant? Uh, so, let's go to our favorite Twitter account and now that you know betting mobile betting is legal here in New York I highly recommend if you do bet the NBA I highly recommend this NBA uh, Twitter account right here at Fantasy Labs NBA their name is Fantasy Labs NBA they are really kind of up to the moment whenever kind of any information about ins and outs and starting lineups I mean NBA Fantasy Labs is one of the first accounts to tweet it out so shout out to them and they're a good follow if you do like to bet on the NBA so do we have any information here on John ja Morant still kind of looking to be a game time decision uh, we're still not going to take it because we still love Steven Adams um, he's on that COVID-19 protocol truly unfortunate there and John ja Morant is doubtful they're saying game time decision but also doubtful so truly staying away from this unfortunate it would it'd be amazing value if Steven Adams and John ja Morant were 100% playing in this game the value would not be grizzly minus two and a half it'd be Grizzlies like minus seven uh, so unfortunate here gotta stay away from this this is not the game to bet tonight today all right, then we get the Bucks at the Hornets. Bucks on the back-to-back, -back, and this is when we truly have to start sticking to our betting principles. Make betting principles. Make betting rules. If you've never bet before in your entire life, this is the first time now that it's big-time accessible. Make betting rules and stick to them, folks. It is very easy to get carried away, folks. I've seen it. I've lived it, okay? Make betting rules. Be smart. So we we do not bet back-to-backs in the NBA regardless of value, regardless of circumstances. Well, I should put an asterisk right there, regardless of circumstances, because, you know, if there's something great, what, are we just not going to get it? Okay, what, are we going to pass it up? Of course not. So we try, we, we really stick to it, but if there is a circumstance that arises, we may potentially bend a rule a little bit, bend the rule, maybe.
but maybe. Uh, so stick to your betting principles, stick to your betting rules. So Bucks on the back-to-back, -back, even plus two there. Hornets minus two. I'm sure a lot of people are out for this Bucks team because there's no reason why they should be plus two anyway. Uh, so that's just for laughs and giggles. Who's not playing here for the Bucks? Uh, Brooke Lopez still out. Drew Holiday still out. Grayson Allen still out. Pat Connaughton still out. Dante DiVincenzo still out. So once again, the guard play is going to be lackluster, but the guards got it done last night. So uh, we're staying away from it overall because it is a back-to-back. Then we get the Magic at the Pistons. Magic plus two and a half here. Pistons minus two and a half. Oh my goodness. We want to bet the Magic. Now we confirm we have a green light of betting the Magic. Everybody getting it done. Cole Anthony now back and they still had great production with Cole Anthony in their last matchup when everybody was together. So there must be some players out here for this Magic team for them to be getting points. So let's see. Here we go. All right, here we go. We get uh, Jonathan Isaac out. Cole Anthony's a game-time decision. Franz Wagner is a game-time decision. Wendell Carter is a game-time decision. So that's probably why the spread is like this. Wendell Carter, questionable Saturday. What do we got? Any news on Cole Anthony? All right, let's uh, once again at NBA Fantasy Labs. Any information here that we can use? Because I love the Magic plus the two, but I need all those players to play. And it does seem like, uh, who do we say, uh, Wendell Carter being questionable two hours ago. Man, oh, man. Probably doesn't go. So, doesn't seem great here, folks. Unfortunately, it looks like we are going to have to stay away from this game. Damn, damn, damn. Unfortunate. We're chomping at the bit to kind of bet the magic here. We still need the right spread at the right time, but this would have been it. But, man, oh, man, too many question marks here for this team. Unfortunate. Let's quickly see what we get with the Pistons. Jeremy Grant is still out. So, once again, they're not going to have their best player. Um, so, damn, damn, damn. Magic plus two and a half. I'm, uh, I'm almost loving it, folks. If we can get, if you, later tonight, since now you can bet whenever the hell you want, you can take it all the way up. Uh, you can bet this game all the way up to 710. So at 709, you're like, hey, all right, now that we've got Cole Anthony playing and Wendell Carter is going and Franz Wagner is going and the spread is still plus two and a half, take it. Take it at that point. But with all these potentials, can't take it at the current moment. All right, three more games. Come on, value, value, value. Where art thou? Yes. Here we go. Jazz at the Pacers. Jazz minus two and a half. Pacers plus two and a half. Wow, wow. I'm sure everybody's still out here for the Jazz. Uh, the Jazz, are they on the back-to-back? -back? Yeah, they were, aren't they? Damn, damn, damn. Um, Utah Jazz, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, is everybody good to go here for the Jazz? Rudy Gay, game-time decision. Mike Connolly, game-time decision. Jordan Clarkson, game-time decision. Bohan Bogdanovich, game-time decision. Rudy Gay is still out. Joe Ingles is still out. And Donovan Mitchell is a game-time decision. So, man, oh, man, I, I would count it as potentially not back-to-back -back if all those players that played in the first matchup that didn't play in the first matchup are now playing in the second matchup. Is that really back-to-back -back at the current moment? All those question marks, though, potentially have to stay away from this game. So, once again, unfortunate there. Damn, damn, damn. Pacers plus two and a half. We'll never bet the Pacers. Uh, now that, you know, you need to establish betting rules, never bet the Pacers. Like, we never bet the Panthers in the NFL. Never bet the Pacers here in the NBA. They don't win games, folks. They don't win games. 
All right, next matchup up here is the Knicks at the Celtics, and Knicks plus seven. I know this isn't a back-to-back, -back, uh, but it is it is a back-to-back -back series. Uh, both these teams just faced on Thursday. Knicks at home, Knicks getting the win, and we know Evan Fournier goes on his manic whenever he faces the Celtics. So Knicks plus seven here is definitely looking appetizing. I am not going to lie here. Kemba Walker, Derrick Rose out for the Knicks, and Evan Fournier, a game-time decision. So, okay, we found out all we needed to know. Evan Fournier being a game-time decision, that's the only reason why we would want to bet the Knicks in the first place. So we got to stay away from this game. Damn. And then the last game of the night, the Heat at the Suns. Heat plus 8.5, Suns minus 8.5 here. For the Heat, Markeith Morris out. Jimmy Butler's a game-time decision with that ankle coming back quickly from that. Not as serious as, uh, you know, we were kind of potentially fearing. So that is absolutely great. And then Bam Adebayo is still out for the Suns. Frank Kaminsky, Dario Sherrick are still out. But we're getting, um, what's his name back? Um, DeAndre Ayton is good to go now. How great is that? So getting a big back here for the Suns. Markeith Morris out, Bam out of bio out. Expect the Suns team to roll here. Swallowing eight and a half. I'm not going to do it here for the Suns just because this Heat team has just been so impressive regardless of who's playing and who's not. All their, all their starters could be out and they still give a good run of trying to win the game. So this Heat team, they're full of dogs, folks. Jimmy Butler in and out of the starting lineup consistently here um, over the last couple of games and they're seven and three in their last 10. So uh, heat plus eight and a half is looking like some really good value, and that's exactly what y'all are. Are y'all no? Y'all are betting the Suns. All right, y'all are betting the Suns. Uh, heat plus eight and a half here, folks. Solid value, and I think we're going to endorse that. We love this Suns team. Don't get us wrong; they're a great team in this league. But what this Heat team has been doing? How many times have they got blown out? Let's let's see it. in their last ten games. How many times have they truly got blown out here? Their last game. We're just going to go from their last game to their you know, their last meeting all the way through. So here we go. Last meeting was against the Blazers. They get the win. They win by six. Then they lose to the Warriors, but only by seven. And they were on the road there. Uh, against the Kings, they lose by two. Against the Rockets, they win by ten. Against the Wizards, they win by seven. Against the Magic, they win by ten. Against the Pistons, they win by three. Against the Pacers, they win by big time. Uh, 29 points. Against the Pistons, they lose by ten. The Magic, they win by ten. The 76ers, they win by uh five right there and now we're back at December 15th so this Heat team they don't get blown out I know the Suns are good but I can't pass up the Heat getting eight and a half points Jimmy Butler in and out and obviously is great don't get us wrong but out I don't know if that makes that much of a difference um, just overall in the covering in the spread winning obviously winning batting yes we still want Jimmy Butler to play but I believe they can still be competitive without him I'm going to take Take the heat plus eight and a half tonight, folks. Our first official bet now legalized mobily in New York, folks. So we like the heat plus eight and a half points tonight. Alrighty, folks, that is all the NBA we had to go over and see what happens when we don't stick to an NBA Daily 10. We go 40, 41 minutes, folks, okay? But, hey, we had to get down to the nitty-gritty. We had to go a little bit deeper, talk everything through a little bit more uh, so we didn't want to get restricted by those 10 glaring counting down minutes and then that big alarm. No, no, no. Uh, so that is the NBA for today. 
All right, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, let's uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna walk through week 18 in the playoffs in a minute. But there are three things I quickly want to touch on here quickly. So here we go. Jimmy Garoppolo is questionable versus the Rams, and Kyle Shanahan has declined to reveal the 49ers starting quarterback. So we're still going into tomorrow, not knowing who the quarterback is. But we know who the quarterback is. We know, and we're telling you who the starting quarterback is because remember on Thursday when we were predicting and reacting. Acting to the lines, folks. We set two lines. We said if Jimmy Garoppolo is playing, it should be 49ers plus four and a half. But if Trey Lance is playing, it should be 49ers plus 10. We looked at the line, and the line was exactly 49ers plus four and a half. We called it right on the money of what Jimmy Garoppolo's spread would be if he was starting. Uh, so we know Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play. Kyle Shanahan waiting to the last minute because this is still a little bit of a must-win game for the 49ers to truly secure their playoff uh, position themselves here. So let's quickly check the spread again here. Um, is kind of uh, is Vegas shifting the spread now knowing that maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing so let's quickly see what we get here in the spread here for the 49ers at the Rams is now 49ers plus four so once again Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play here Kyle Shanahan's not fooling anybody he's leaving it out there so the Rams have to prepare for both quarterbacks but you don't need to prepare for Trey Lance he's trash so just prepare for Jimmy G and I'm sure that's what the Rams are doing so Jimmy G is playing so now New Yorkers now that you can bet whenever the heck you want get the value now I don't know how much it will go down when it is officially named that Jimmy Garoppolo is playing kind of probably an hour before kickoff on Sunday I don't think the spread will change that much because I know Vegas is already knowing Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play but maybe it changes just like a half a point because of public money and all that so get the value while you can. I don't know if it goes back up uh, to like four and a half or five if Jimmy Garoppolo is named. I think it just it can only really go lower uh, and lose value. So I would lock that in whenever you can, folks. But New Yorkers, take your time. It's at whenever you want. It's on demand for y'all. Y'all can lock it in whenever the heck you want. But now it starts to get a little bit more you know, frustrating while betting because you will see the value slip away from you. And then you'll kick yourself to, uh, damn, I should have locked it in yesterday. Yesterday. Should have locked it in earlier this week. I lost a point and a half. I lost a half a point. And if y'all know betting, folks, that's all it takes is that half a point to kill you, folks. So half a point is literally the difference from zero dollars or hitting that big parlay ten grand. Okay, it's. I've lived it, folks. I've experienced it. We know this, folks. So this kind of new group that is getting into betting now that it's more accessible and legalized here in New York. Just all right, folks, learn learn from your elders, right? Learn from the experiences of those that know. So Jimmy Garoppolo, we know he's going to play. Kyle Shanahan loves doing this. This isn't the first time Kyle Shanahan has, you know, kept his uh, lips tight up until game day about who's going to be at the starting quarterback position. Uh, you know, we're not, nobody's afraid of Trey Lance. We want Trey Lance. If I'm a team, I want to face Trey Lance. Let me crack this dude. Let me embarrass this man, okay? So Jimmy Garoppolo is playing. We know it by the spread. And then we get this, and this was the worst news of the entire NFL year, folks. The worst news so 
far, and we've had Derrick Henry being out. This news is not worse than that, but it's still not very good, folks. The New York Jets have placed wide receiver Braxton Berrios on IR. No, no, no. We've been gushing over this dude over the last three weeks. We love Braxton Berrios. We want the entire Jets to revolve their entire offense around just this one player alone. I want Braxton Berrios playing the quarterback position, wide receiver, running back position, and even the tight end. I want Braxton Berrios all over the field next year, but he's on IR, unfortunate, not going to play in the last game of the season here, and this is just a little unfortunate here because we are betting and endorsing the Jets plus 16 this week, but we're still keeping that bet because we're betting on Robert Sala, we still liked having Braxton Barrios to kind of bet on as well, but we're just strictly betting on the coaches uh, this week of Dan Campbell and Robert Sala, so we're still taking the Lions plus three and a half, we're still taking the Jets plus 16, uh, 16 and a half. What is it right now? 16 and a half. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy that Braxton Barrios didn't change the line that much. Uh, I, I think he's a half a point value at minimum. I would count him as a point value, but okay. Um, but the Jets here at plus 16 and a half, we're still going to take it, even though Braxton Barrios is out. So hopefully Mike LaFleur can, uh, you know, be creative without Braxton Barrios, so we'll see. But this could be this could be this could be a blessing in disguise, folks, for the Jets. Because if Braxton Barrows is out and the Jets get absolutely smacked, like down 40 nothing bad, they can't move the ball, they have no first downs the entire game. I mean, this is just gonna make them be like, hey, we do need Braxton Barrows next season. So this could potentially be a little bit of a blessing in disguise for Braxton Barrows and for us, because we want to see this man be the key focal point of the Jets offense next year year. All right, and then the last thing right here, we get it. We we kind of briefly touched upon it at the uh, end, the very end of yesterday's show, but it is official. Ravens head coach John Harbaugh announced that quarterback Tyler Huntley will start Sunday over the Steelers. It is not Lamar Jackson, so let's see what this spread is now that this time that this news has kind of settled. The dust has settled from this news, and the line here is Steelers plus three and a half. So you lost a what a half a point value, uh, Steelers. I believe it was at uh, plus four. Um, and then when the news broke, it went down to Steelers plus three and a half, and that's exactly what it is right now. So uh, Tyler Huntley's going to be playing here. We are still taking the Steelers plus the points, plus three and a half here. We wanted it at plus four, but we are still loving plus three and a half as well over that uh, field goal hook, so we're good there. Uh, we believe that, you know, the Steelers team is going to be competitive because it's Big Ben's last game, division rival, all that. The Steelers beat the Ravens the other meeting that Tyler Huntley, or no, Lamar Jackson played that game. Went for the two-point conversion, didn't get it. Steelers win by one. Um, so we we believe Mike Tomlin, he's a great coach. Talk about betting coaches in Week 18. Mike Tomlin's one of the best coaches to bet on. John Harbaugh's very good as well. Uh, but overall, we're getting points here with the Steelers. So still endorsing the Steelers plus three and a half, still liking it. And uh, we know that Tyler Huntley will be at quarterback for the Ravens. And we do know Tyler Huntley can run not as well as Lamar Jackson, but still really good. Like, I mean, basically 90% of what Lamar Jackson does running he throws about maybe about 90% of what Lamar Jackson throws so overall this is still a winnable competent quarterback here for the Ravens but it's Big Ben's narrative it's division rivals and Mike Tomlin it's three and a half points I'm not going to turn down three and a half points so still endorsing Steelers plus three and a half regardless of who's the quarterback for the Ravens uh, though we do know it's Tyler Huntley 
Alrighty, those were just a quick couple of stories I wanted to get out of the way and talk about. So now let's finally start to walk through week 18 in the NFL. We will predict the winners of every single matchup. That will give us the final playoff standings. Then we will walk through the playoff game by game, seed by seed, all the way through to the Super Bowl and see who we will name as the Super Bowl champions. Now, going back, we did this going into week 17. Now, our week 17 predictions, all those did not come true, so we will get a little bit of a shakeup in what we believe the final playoff picture will be. But the last time we did this, our AFC playoff teams were Colts, Bengals, Dolphins, Patriots, Titans, and Chiefs. And in the NFC, we had Cardinals, Bucks, Eagles, Rams, Saints, Cowboys, and Packers. And we walked through the playoffs and we had the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Based on playoff matchups, based on all that, who was facing who, we walked through it and we named the Chiefs the Super Bowl champions. So let's see, can the Chiefs still be named the Super Bowl champions uh, based on how their seeding is? The last time we did it, the Chiefs were the number one seed in the AFC. So now that they have to maybe play week one in the playoffs, wild card game number one, maybe they don't get the most favorable matchups and all that. Maybe the Chiefs cannot win the Super Bowl this year. So let's walk through 18, week 18 first, and then we'll get into the playoff matchup. So here we go. Game number one, first game on today, Saturday, folks. Chiefs at the Broncos, and I love the Chiefs here, folks. Love the Chiefs straight up. We swallow the 10.5, still love that value. We don't think this Broncos team is going to be competitive because they are not competitive. It's going to be Drew Locke out there, not good. And this Chiefs defense really kind of wants to clamp something up heading into the Super Bowl. And unfortunately, the casualty is going to be Drew Locke. So love the Chiefs here. And uh, with just a win alone, the Chiefs get that number one seed in the AFC, but the Titans, they still play and have something to say about that. All right, then we get the Cowboys at the Eagles. Cowboys kind of rocking with all their starters. Eagles at home. This Eagles team must be really competitive against the Cowboys here. And I really think if the Eagles are playing at full strength, that this is the team that can really win this week. We have big old question marks on the consistency of this Cowboys offense. We know this Cowboys offense should be one of the best offenses in the league just based on the talent that they have on the field. But, man, oh, man, they have just not really been playing to, I believe, their maximum potential. So Jalen Hurts at home. He must clean it up in the red zone here. Uh, you know, getting these points here, Eagles plus four, I'm kind of really liking the Eagles with the points, but I am going to choose that the uh, Cowboys win this game. I love what this Eagles team is. Um But them potentially not playing all their starters. Uh, this Cowboys team beating them the last matchup, and I really believe this Cowboys defense may be able to hinder the Eagles overall. So I'm going to choose the Cowboys to win, but I still think the Eagles can keep it close in here. And getting four points with the Eagles I think is pretty good value. Pretty good value. Game day value, folks. Game day got not an official pick that we had because, once again, we weren't sure if the Eagles were starting everybody or not, but it seems like they are going to be starting some players. How long and all that. If they get down bad, are they going to still start and all that? But um, Cowboys, we believe, will win this game. Ugh, I'm, it's tough, folks. This is real gosh dang tough. 
That's why I love the Eagles plus the four there. Man, oh man, I think this Eagles team can be competitive, though. And once again, this Cowboys team, I'm going to switch it, folks. I think the Eagles are going to win this game, folks. Big game for the Eagles. They can, you know, upgrade their playoff seating potentially here with the win. 49ers face the Rams. Potential loss there for the 49ers. So, Eagles with the chance to improve their playoff positioning. They can't win the division, so they still can't really get a home game in the playoffs. But overall, I think I love this Philadelphia Eagles team. We count this team as Super Bowl contenders and just the Cowboys offense folks even last week it wasn't that incredible it wasn't like wow 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 they kind of regressed a little bit last week so uh, uh, I'm going with the Eagles here. I'm going with the Eagles. I give respect and credit to this Eagles team. Nick Sirianni deserves to be in the coach of the year candidate, and uh, I don't even think he's in the conversation, which is a little disrespectful. I'm taking the Eagles tonight and the four points. I love all of it, folks. All right, then we get the Steelers at the Ravens, and I like the Steelers here, folks. Steelers with the win. Big Ben's last ride. They're rocking with Tyler Huntley. E uh, Ravens have dropped five straight, and this Steelers defense has been incredible last week. That's really why they won last week was because of the Steelers defense. So we get the Steelers defense stepping up for Big Ben um, and all that, and I don't think the, the Ravens will be able to overcome all of that kind of big energy by the Steelers defense. Tyler Huntley gets wrapped up, and Big Ben winks and Wunks is way to a win here, potentially getting into the playoffs. They need a little bit of help, but Steelers take care of business and they get the win. Then we get the Bengals at the Browns. Uh, Bengals aren't going to be playing anybody. Browns aren't going to be playing anybody either. And I still think this Bengals team is well more well coached than the Bengals. So I'm still going to give the Bengals a win here, even though they're not playing anybody. Uh, it doesn't really ma make too much of a difference. Bengals seeding a little bit in the overall field of play, but I'm still going to give them the win there. Then we get the Packers at the Lions. We're going to take the Lions here. Uh, Packers have wrapped up the number one seed, so it doesn't matter regardless, win or lose, and they're not playing. Um, obviously, they're not playing Andrew Luck, and we are betting on Dan Campbell this week, so we're taking the Lions to win. Then we get the Titans at the Texans, and we love the Titans here. We love them winning outright, covering the 10.5 points. Uh, fantastic, and now the Titans truly claim that number one seed in the AFC because they get the win. Then we get the Colts at the Jags, and I'm going to take the Colts to win, but not because of Carson Wentz. You all know how we feel about the man. Big glaring issues on Carson Wentz, an atrocious performance last week, and uh, this Colts team is just not good. The defense is good. The running game is good. Frank Reich, he's trying to not let Carson Wentz you know, have all those throws. So even Frank Reich knows, hey, Carson Wentz is not going to get it done for us here, but they're going against the Jaguars, their biggest saving grace of the year here. We choose the Colts to win. Then we get the Bears at the Vikings. I'm a, this one's a tough one. Uh, Matt Nagy, uh, Mike Zimmer, both coaching in their last games as a head coach, most likely for their entire career. Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton, most likely playing their last games of potential starting quarterbacks here in the NFL. Maybe Kirk Cousins gets another nod because, once again, those stats are amazing. The anomaly of the NFL, Kirk Cousins. Uh, but Bears at the Vikings. I I, I, I think uh, I'm going to give it to the Vikings here. Last game at home, they get it done. Vikings get the win. It uh, doesn't matter, though. Two trash teams. Then we get Washington and the Giants. Two trash teams. I'm going to give it to Washington there with the win doesn't matter none of them can make the playoffs doesn't affect really anything then we get the Saints at the Falcons and uh you know Falcons last game 
no playoff chances for the Falcons. Saints still a playoff chance, so I believe Sean Payne will get this team right to play, so we'll choose the Saints to win, but they need a little bit of help to try and get in the playoffs. Then we get the Jets at the Bills. I'm going to choose the Bills to win, but we still like the Jets to cover. Nothing changes in the AFC playoff picture with the Bills winning. Then we get the Patriots at the Dolphins, and I'm going to give it to the Patriots here. Unfortunately, the Patriots can't get that number fourth seed in the AFC because you know the Bills won outright and won the AFC East, so the Patriots will win a wild card with a win. Now we get the Panthers at the Bucks, and we're going to give this one to the Bucks, of course, folks. Stay away from betting the Panthers on the money line, straight up, anything like that. Um, value line, spread line, don't bet the Panthers. Y'all know how we feel about them. Then we get the Seahawks at the Cardinals, and uh, Seahawks, nothing to really play for besides making Russell Wilson comfortable, and the Cardinals can still maybe potentially win the division, but they need to win and the Rams to lose. So, Cardinals still a little something to play for, so we'll give them a win. Then we get the 49ers at the Rams, and this is a, such a big game. Rams potentially trying to wrap up that uh, the division lead, the NFC West lead. 49ers just trying to win to secure a playoff spot, but I'm going to give it to the Rams here with the Rams winning. That knocks the 49ers out of the playoffs, sheesh, and moves the Rams up to that number two seed. The Rams can really just face either the Saints or the Eagles um, based on, you know, whether they win or they lose this game. Uh, if they win, they can face the Saints at the seventh seed if the Saints win, which we do predict. And that's the team who you want to face. The Eagles are going to be a tough out for any team in the NFC. So Rams, you know, you still want to win this game to increase your playoff positioning. They could be the number two seed, even with the Bucks winning, even with the Cowboys winning, the Rams can be the two seed. And then we get the last game of the night, the Chargers at the Raiders. Huge playoff implications on the line here. And we're rocking with the Raiders this week, folks. Raiders at home with uh, John Madden and all that uh, circulating them. I just think it's going to be a little bit too big for Brandon Staley's first year. Justin Herbert's biggest game of his career. Win and in into the playoffs. Same thing with Brandon Staley. Win and into the playoffs. His biggest game so far. Year one as a head coach. And, uh, you know, his decision making this season. The up and down in consistency of the Chargers I think it just gets a little bit too much the Derek Carr magic uh, now that you know John Madden has unfortunately passed I think it's just there 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 they're at home they're getting disrespected to Vegas they're plus three at home crazy value there great value take that value Raiders plus three we'd endorse it we're taking it this week, and we do believe that this Raiders team can pull off the upset and I'm going to choose the Raiders winning this week so now that we have all that figured out here, this is the final playoff picture uh, based on how we feel Week 18 is going to play out. So here we go. In the AFC, the Titans stay the one seed, Chiefs the two seed, Bengals the three seed, Bills the four seed, Patriots the fifth seed, Raiders the sixth seed getting into the playoffs, and the Colts the seventh seed in the AFC. Then in the NFC, we get the Green Bay Packers, the number one seed. Rams, the number two seed. Bucks, the third seed. Cowboys, the fourth seed. Cardinals, the fifth seed. Eagles, the sixth seed. And the Saints, the seventh seed in the NFC based off the outcomes of week 18. 
All right, now that we've got that, uh, let's uh, head over to this. I want to use this website to walk through the playoffs, but uh, I like the ESPN playoff machine for their uh, interface and kind of the consistency changing playoff picture as we pick the matchup. So let's quickly run through the pick the matchups again. So we got the Chiefs winning this week, the Bengals winning this week, the Steelers winning, the Titans winning, the Colts winning, the Patriots winning, the Bills winning, the Raiders winning. The Cowboys, oh no, the Eagles winning, uh, Packers winning, Vikings winning, Washington winning, Bucks winning, Saints winning, Rams winning, Cardinals winning. Alrighty, so here we go. This is the wild card round week one in the playoffs, folks. Let's start in the AFC. So the first matchup up, we get Patriots at the Bills. Man, oh man, third time in this season this matchup would be happening. Patriots take game one, Bills take game two, tiebreaker for the wild card, man, oh man, how crazy is this, back at it, uh, Bills defense was able to really kind of smother Mac Jones a little bit, Patriots weren't just able to run the ball, now, Ramondre Stevenson was not playing in that second game against the Bills, so the Patriots running attack wasn't as dominant as their first meeting was, Bills at home should be a great game either way, but I'm going to give it to the Bills here. Uh, just that lackluster Patriots offense a little bit. Uh, we know the, you know the bill of uh, the Patriots defense is fantastic. We all know that, but I think just the overall offense here will be able to get it done for the Bills. Uh, Bills able to go into Foxborough and win that kind of second meeting and all that. Bills looking for the revenge at home, playoffs, all that. The atmosphere. I'm gonna give it to the Bills winning against the Patriots. Then we get the Raiders at the Bengals, and uh, unfortunate for the Raiders, you know, having to face the Bengals, the explosive offense of the Bengals, and that good defense, holding the uh, Chiefs to only three points in the second half last week, absolutely phenomenal. This defense, it's not as good as the offense, but it's real gosh dang good, folks. Uh, this offense is, oh my goodness, good. Joe Burrow and these receivers of T. Higgins, he deserves a lot more credit. We all know Jamar Chase is great, but T. Higgins truly flies under the radar. He's so good. He's that big piece down, uh, you know, down the field that they can throw it up to. You can throw it up to Jamar Chase. He will go up and get the ball as well. So, just unfortunate. This Bengals offense at home. Uh, nobody wants to see this team. So Bengals get the win over the Raiders. And then we get the Colts at the Chiefs. And uh, unfortunate meeting here for this Colts team. This Chiefs defense will absolutely smother Carson Wentz. And he'd probably throw multiple interceptions in this game. The Chiefs will be able to handle the running game as well no problem and this Chiefs offense is fantastic they'll be able to kind of get past this Colts team now the Colts defense is good they may give the Chiefs a little bit of a uh, matchup a little bit of a uh, test in the maybe first half but we know defenses start to kind of get worse and worse and worse seeing their offense be so incompetent and not score any points we see that all the time. You know, the Dolphins defense has really done that, you know, the first half of this season. We see defenses do this, and I think the Colts defense would do the same thing here. Carson Wentz is not ready for this Colts team to be the savior and to win them a Super Bowl. Carson Wentz is not it, folks. We watch this man almost every single week, and it's so unimpressive, folks. It was glaring last week. Our film study is up on our YouTube channel on this uh, Colts game over the Raiders last week, and Carson Wentz looked absolutely atrocious. I'm taking the Chiefs here easy peasy over the Colts 
All right, now in the NFC wild card round, number one, first matchup up, Cardinals at the Cowboys. Man, oh man, rematch of what we just saw last week, and I'm going to take the Cardinals again. It's just this Cowboys offense, I think, at some point is going to be so bad, and it's going to happen in the playoffs, unfortunately. We just saw, you know, last week, not the greatest over the Cardinals. Yeah, they had a decent fourth quarter, but the game was Mostly, mostly over at that point. Uh, Cowboys defense is good. They're ball hawks. They get the takeaways, but they just couldn't get that big time stop. They let the Cardinals chew off the, like the last five minutes of the game, not getting the you know the ball back into Dak's hands. So I like the Cowboys Walk of Fame defense. Uh, they're ball hawks, but when it comes to just getting a big stop, that's where they kind of come up a little bit short. And the consistency of Dak Prescott in the offense and getting out to a hot start, that's kind of their kryptonite as well. Well, I'm going to take the Cardinals winning in the rematch in the playoffs. Then we get the Eagles at the Bucks, and man, oh man, this is, uh, I think this is a good matchup here for the Eagles. This Bucks team kind of sputtering a little bit offensively, the whole A-B thing being a big distraction. This Eagles defense is good, and I think they can keep them in the game. Just unfortunately, they had to face Tom Brady. So I love this Eagles team, and I really think that they can upset this Bucks team, folks. And that's exactly what I'm going to say. I'm going to choose this Eagles team to win, folks. Like, I I've got a friend who's an Eagles fan, and I told him, uh, you know, I think your best matchup in the wild card would be to face the Bucks at the current moment. And, you know, I know he was calling me crazy a little bit, and I was even calling myself a little crazy because if you told me, Hey, Dolphins, the the biggest matchup, the easiest matchup in the playoffs would be to face Tom Brady. I would be like, you're out of your gourd. What are you saying? And I get it. But this, the way this Eagles defense is, it's real gosh dang good, folks. It's solid defense. This offense is solid as, whack, as, as, solid as heck. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. This is a true complimentary football team all across the board. Nick Sirianni has everybody playing above their standards. They don't have any big pieces on this team. Darius Slay is pretty gosh dang good defensively, but overall, everybody's just playing real gosh dang solid, good, winnable, consistent football here for the Eagles. I'm going to give them the big old upset over the defending Super Bowl champions. Tom Brady not looking as clean as he was at the back end of last regular season. I'm going to give it to the Eagles here, folks. Then the last game in the NFC wildcard, Saints at the Rams, and this is the easiest win for the Rams in all season long. The Saints offense is trash. Uh, the defense is, they come up big here and there, but not consistently. The offense for the Saints is going to put up no points against this Rams defense, so uh, Rams can uh, easily put up three points, so that's all we need to know. Rams win at minimum 3 nothing. Alrighty, so now here we go. Division round. Division round. Now the number one seeds come out. Who do the number one seeds have to face? So here we go. Let's talk about the AFC division round playoffs. We get Bengals at the Chiefs. Should be a great game. We just watched it. We just saw it. And Zach Taylor got that defense right in the second half. That halftime speech. Whoever was talking in the locker room at halftime, they got it done holding the Chiefs to only three points. Chiefs offense. 
lackluster in the second half of that game. And uh, this Chiefs defense letting uh, Joe Burrow sling this ball all over the field on them, exploiting one-on-one matchups. Jamar Chase going manic for 200-plus yards. Absolutely incredible. This Chiefs team at home, though, in the playoffs. Joe Burrow a little young. Zach Taylor a little bit new to the NFL head coaching game. And now he's in the playoffs and all that. So maybe, you know, a little bit uh, lackluster performance here by the Bengals just because they are a little bit young. So I'm going to give it to the Chiefs here. Now we get the Bills at the Titans, and man, oh man, it's Derrick Henry time in the playoffs, and we absolutely cannot wait for it. I really want the Titans to not be the number one seed just so we get to see Derrick Henry a week earlier, okay? Uh, But Titans at home versus this Bills team, this Titans defense, they step it up when they need to. Mike Vrabel is one of the greatest coaches currently in the league, and no Nobody gives them any proper respect. Respect Mike Vrabel, folks. Know the name. Learn the name. This Bills team, they clam up in the playoffs. They get conservative, offensively play calling, and I think the Titans defense can take advantage. I got the Titans beating the Bills here at home. Love the Titans. Love Derrick Henry. Love Mike Vrabel. Alright, and then in the NFC, here we go, we get the Cardinals at the Rams, and uh, you know, they faced each other a couple of times a season, Rams won the first meeting, Cardinals won the second meeting, and now we get the tiebreaker, Rams at home, and the Rams lost at home in their last meeting against the Cardinals. So maybe they'd want to be on the road. Uh, But this Rams team, their defense is good, Uh, Matthew Stafford over Kyler Murray, Sean McVay over Cliff Kingsbury. Once again, the experience factor, I think, plays in a little bit. I don't think the experience factor will play in that much in the wild card game. But once we get to, like, the division round matchups and the championship games, I really think that's when um, experience in the playoffs really come through. And I think the Cardinals a little bit inexperienced. And I hate using that. I hate when people say that. You know, when I'm watching, you know, sports talk shows and all that, I hate when people bring out that experience factor in the playoffs. Playoffs, uh, just go out there and play. But I like the Rams here. I like the way that Matthew Stafford's really been playing and winning close games and figuring out how to win. And Sean McVay figuring out how to win close games and all that coming back and sticking through the the ebbs and flows of the football of natural football games and not getting too discouraged. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna give it to the Rams here over the Cardinals. Then we get the Eagles at the Packers, and I love this Eagles team, folks. They upset Tom Brady and the Super Bowl champions, defending Super Bowl champions. But this is Aaron Rodgers on a mission to finally get back to the playoffs. He loves getting to the NFC Championship game. Can't put the nail in the coffin here, but I'm going to take it, the Packers over the Eagles. Eagles decently competitive, but at the end of the day, the offensive firepower that this Packers team has between Aaron Rodgers slinging the ball phenomenally, flawlessly, and uh, the running game, complimentary running game by the Packers, going to give it over the Eagles, unfortunately. Alrighty, that brings us to the championship games. Here we go. In the AFC, we got Chiefs at the Titans, and it's Derrick Henry, fresh legs, ready to 
punch and brutalize this Chiefs defense in the mouth. This Chiefs defense has been really good the back end of the season. A little exposed last week over the Bengals, but overall for the most part, collectively pretty solid overall. But how are they going to be with fresh fresh legs Henry smacking them in the mouth time and time again? Titans want their revenge over the Chiefs from a couple of years ago when they got into the championship game and lost it. And I believe the Titans are were on the road the last time. They were in Kansas City. Now they're at home here. I'm going to give it to the Titans. Derrick Henry is the game changer. This Titans defense, we've seen them step up in big games. Last week against the, uh, the Dolphins in really a must-win game for both those teams. He gets it done. The defense gets it done. Shout out to Mike Vrabel. Shout out to Derrick Henry. Shout out to this Titans defense. They get it done. Titans are going to the Super Bowl. King Henry in the Super Bowl. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I may need to buy tickets right now. Then we get the Rams at the Packers, and this should be a good-ass game. This may be the best game of the entire year, folks. Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers versus Matthew Stafford. Sheesh, sheesh. We need two weeks just to talk about the NFC Championship game. Damn, I would love to see this matchup. I need to see this matchup. I need this to be the outcome here in the NFC. Rams at the Packers should be a phenomenal game. But once again, that experience. Matthew Stafford has no idea what it takes to get to the Super Bowl, let alone an NFC Championship game, let alone a division playoff game. Where Aaron Rodgers, he knows how to get to the NFC Championship game. He knows how to run the table. Just doesn't know how to quite figure out the NFC Championship game and win it consistently. But overall, he's going with Matthew Stafford, who doesn't even know what a championship game is. I'm going to give it to Aaron Rodgers getting it done. And Aaron Rodgers gets to the Super Bowl. And then we get the Packers at the Titans in the Super Bowl. And I love Derrick Henry, don't get me wrong. And I need to see Derrick Henry get a Super Bowl. But I don't know if Ryan Tannehill is the guy to get it done in the biggest of games. I know we call him a game manager. And in our opinion, a game manager can win you the big game. But he needs some help. He needs, obviously, a great running game and some solid receivers. And that's exactly what Ryan Tannehill has all around him in Tennessee. But can Ryan Tannehill get it done against Aaron Rodgers? who is just so clamoring for another ring. If Aaron Rodgers gets another ring, folks, I know about 25% of y'all on Twitter are going to say he's the greatest of all time, and now we're going to have this argument. And I'm glad for the argument about greatest of all time that Aaron Rodgers is going to kind of, you know, rival Tom Brady a little bit. I don't know if one Super Bowl alone, one more Super Bowl alone is enough for Aaron Rodgers to truly say that he's better than Tom Brady in the greatest of all time category, but it does make the argument a lot more entertaining and a little bit closer, uh, obviously, without the, the second ring. So Packers, I think, win the Super Bowl over the Titans, but I hope, I, I hope obviously, Derrick Henry gets it, but uh, I can't uh, can't deny what this Aaron Rodgers and Packers team is, folks. They're just so gosh dang good, and they can't just keep losing in the NFC Championship games, or this is going to be one of the craziest things to talk about, like the Bills getting to three straight Super, four straight Super Bowls and losing them all. Um, Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur being so gosh dang great, getting to three straight NFC Championship games and losing them all when they were kind of favored in every single one. So, I'm going to give it to the Packers, folks, as the new Super Bowl updated champion. So, you know, see how seeding changes. You need seeding. Seeding can kind of help you out of winning the Super Bowl or getting to the Super Bowl because the last.
last time, you know, we walked through week 17 and 18, our Super Bowl matchup was Chiefs versus the Rams. Now we got Packers and Titans. So, seeding is everything. Matchups are everything. That's why you need to play your starters week 18. That's why I'm so upset at the Bengals not playing their starters here. They probably still win the game, and we still think they do win the game. But you need to win this game to get the favorable matchup and all that. So, we'll see how week 18 plays off. Plays out. Uh, we will re-walk through the playoff scenarios after week 18 as well if we need to. I, I think we hit it right on the head of exactly how this week's going to play out. But if one matchup changes, if one seed changes here, we will re-walk through the playoffs and once again see how the Super Bowl champions change based on seeding matchups and all that, folks. So seeding matters in the playoffs. Don't rest everybody. Go balls to the wall in this week 18 game if you are in the playoffs and still need to wrap up seeding and all that you cannot take a week off in the NFL everybody must keep their foot on the gas Alrighty, folks, that is going to do it for us today, folks. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. We're a couple hours away from NFL football. Uh, so, Chiefs. Playing today, we still endorse minus 10.5 here for the Chiefs for all those New Yorkers clamoring to make that first mobile bet. All that free play to work with, all those free bets to work with. Chiefs minus 10.5, I think it's some solid value overall. I expect the Chiefs to blow out the Broncos tonight. Alrighty, folks, we're back tomorrow, live noon Eastern, for our pregame show. Final thoughts on every single game, last seconds, ins and outs, uh, best bets, final, last second, best bets. Once again, New Yorkers, you can watch, you can listen, and instantly bet. So we give a lot of free money away on our pregame show and our final, last second, best bets, game day, gut feelings, and all that, folks. So don't miss our pregame show last regular season pregame show of the season probably the last pregame show of the season i think we got one o'clock on sundays on wild card weekend but that's it so folks 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 new yorkers have a time keep it you know rein it in set your limits all that, but have fun out there betting uh, now that it is legal and accessible. So, alrighty, folks, that's going to do it for us today. Pre-game show live tomorrow, noon Eastern, for about 50, 55 minutes leading up to kickoff. Uh, and that's what we've got. So, make a little bit of money tonight. we got some NBA bets. We've got some NFL bets. And uh, try to get that uh, free play into a million-dollar journey, yeah? Alrighty, folks, we will see you. Have a great one. Happy betting.